34, and I will begin reading at verse 34. St. John chapter 4 and verse 34. Jesus said unto them, that was his disciples, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, then cometh the harvest. Behold, behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. I'd like to pray. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for your word, and we thank you, God, for your spirit, that, Lord, it somehow encourages our minds and hearts, God, to, to Lord, to stand up, Lord, and declare that, that you've got a message, God, for all of us. And I pray today, Lord, that you would just help my mind and heart, God, to be submissive to your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. One title what I'm going to speak today, Lift Up Your Eyes. Lift Up Your Eyes. Amen. Now, our text that we're reading today and was the Sunday school lesson is in the fourth chapter of St. John. In fact, it is the very beginnings almost of Jesus' ministry. Amen. If you can read, remember in St. John chapter 1, amen, John is identifying who Jesus really was. Amen. He was the Word, and, and he came to this earth to minister and to help. And Amen. His, his ministry was there. In the latter part of it, he was calling some of his disciples. Amen. And then chapter 2, amen, there's a... There's a passage of scripture there in chapter two, verse thirteen through nineteen. He meant that he was he was uh, uh, ministering to the people. He meant, and he was he was he was being uh, baptized and going to the wilderness, and he was uh, he had some activities there. Amen. And uh, then he, he, he went to uh, Canaan of Galilee. It was, it was Jesus' first miracle that he did. He, uh, he went to a wedding like we was yesterday. Kind of. He went to a wedding, and that was when he turned the water into wine there at the wedding because his mother told them, said, you, whatever he says to do, do it. And so he... Uh, he turned the water into wine. And, and then in chapter 3, we find that uh, Jesus responded to, he went up to the temple. He's the very first few verses there that Jesus is going to Jerusalem. His first time there, uh, maybe I could say that it may be his second time. I don't know. I don't know. From the time he was 12 years old, as we well know, he was there to his bar mitzvah. And then he went back to Nazareth and was subject to his mom and dad, amen, for this period of time. And I don't, I don't know where he went any, anymore or not, but just as he was beginning his ministry, amen, he, he took those disciples that he had already chosen, which was not all of them at that time. And he goes up to Jerusalem, and the first thing he does, he goes in and cleanses that temple. 
and he he gets very he, he gets very strongly amen he my house amen he he drove them out with a whip amen because he wanted to cleanse the temple and of course that didn't make him friends with the people amen was there but uh he was not there to please them he was there to cleanse the temple and amen and then he he turns from there after ministering and and the bible says and he begins with the fourth chapter amen as he is leaving jerusalem amen then and he must needs verse four he must needs go through samaria i'm 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 gonna go through samaria amen now Maybe I can just tell you a little bit about Samaritans. And it's already been mentioned in the Sunday school lesson, but the Samaritans were, were not Jews. They were partly Jews. They were part of the ten tribes that was carried away to Assyria as far as a nation is concerned. And the Assyrians and the Babylonians both, amen, when they came and conquered a country, they took away the people of that country. And they brought strangers in. So they were Assyrians. They were Babylonians. They were Syrians. Not Assyrians. They were Syrians there. And they were all mixed up peoples. And they did that because they didn't want them to have an uprising. And, and of course, this was, this was way back yonder. Amen. When all of that was take place. Amen. And, uh, and uh, so these mixed peoples, multitudes that were. Uh, they were not considered Jews. They had no name of Jews. In fact, when, when Zerubbabel came to build a temple after the captivity of the Babylonians, when, when he came there, they wanted to be a part of, and they said, you, you're not a Jew. You're, 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 you don't have the pedigree. You, if you can't trace your lineage, and none of them could trace their lineage. Amen. So they said, you're having no part. Amen. Nehemiah had this same problem with this, this group of people that, uh, that they, were, they were not a part of, amen, the things, amen, that was going on in Jerusalem. But the Bible tells us now some centuries later, he must needs, or several hundred years, he must needs go through Samaria. Amen. And that statement is a signal that something important is to be transpired there. Amen. Josephus tells us in his writings, he said that uh, Jesus was taking a shortcut, as Brother was asking, speaking in the, in the Sunday school lesson. He was taking a shortcut. Because it took three more days to go from Jerusalem to Jericho and cross the river and go down and make sure you didn't even put, set foot in the Samaritan area. Before they got to Galilee, which was a group of Jewish people there. Amen. That, and uh, so, amen, he, he, he was taking a shortcut. But that was not his purpose. He must needs. Amen. The second thing. Jesus was on a mission, amen, not only just wanting to go through there, but he was on a mission, amen. It really doesn't tell us how he only went, amen, there from there, amen, for a while, but, but, but he had a purpose at the well, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He knew where he was going. He knew what he was going for. He knew who he was going to meet. And he knew the response. I do believe Jesus knew it before he ever started. I believe it when he said, I must needs go through. Amen. That, uh, that he knew why he was going far. Amen. Outside the city of, uh, of Sychar was this well that Jacob built in, back in the 33rd chapter of Genesis when he first came from Haran, amen, and came back to the promised land with his wives and children, amen, that they built, amen, in Shechem, amen, this well, amen. And the scripture talks to us, amen, that he stopped at Jacob's well just outside the city of Sychar. Now, that word Sychar means a whole lot. You look up the definitions of Sychar and you read, amen, why they got that name, you'll realize that there was something that need, was needful there in that city. Amen. Because Sychar means drunkard. It's, it's a slang word for Shechem. Amen. Shechem is a very familiar passage of Scripture in Genesis, but now it's become just a sidecar. It means where the drunks and liars and all kinds of immorality, amen, dwells. You can't trust them. They're untrustworthy. These are various definitions of this word sidecar. Quite a new name, amen, they've given to this city. And it's proven by what Jesus found when he got there, amen. Yes, Jesus must needs go through Samaria because sidecar really needed God. Amen. So when he talked to the woman, you know, this, it was already mentioned in our Sunday school lesson, when he, when he was talking with this, this, this woman, he knew he, he was, he knew he was talking to and he knew the circumstances and all about it. He, he set that plan. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't have the written, written words in the Word of God, but I think Jesus just sat down and said, you folks going into town, get the food, amen, just let me sit right here. Uh, but he was waiting on somebody. Amen. He knew what was coming. He knew the needs of the person that was coming. He knew the life of the person that was coming. And see, he, so he just opened up the, he opened up the conversation. In a very simple way, I'd like to have a drink of water. Could you give me a drink of water? And uh, that really opened up a conversation. What, what are you, a Jew, talking to me? Amen. You, you know that there's no conversations between the two races of people or the two types of people. You're supposed to be a holy man. and. And I don't know because Jews were all supposed to be holy people because they were the children of God. And uh, you know the story. You heard it read. You heard it taught this morning. Amen. That, that uh, Jesus just opened up the conversation. And then he changed the conversation, not from the water from the well of Jacob, but from the water 
that I can give you. Amen. I'm not talking, going through all the process there because Jesus had a purpose in going through Samaria. Amen. And he used his wisdom in his talk and his, his conversation because he, he wanted to get across a point without really being pungent to the person. When he asked her, when he asked her, go call your husband, he knew that was the, that was the time to amen, let her know that he had the solution to her problem. I know, I know your life. I know what you've been in the past. Amen. Our Sunday school lesson was good on that, talking to us about, amen, what God can do for us and what God can do for others. And I'm preaching to the us right now, amen, about what we need to do for the others because this world needs a voice. Amen. And, uh, Well, I've had people in the church here in the last uh, 50 years that uh, their conversation was, you tell your mama she's going to go to hell. And uh, go back and tell your mama that. And so the, the child went back and told her mother that. And, and uh, they're not, they never come back. I'm, I'm just kind of, uh, wasn't surprised at it hardly, but. But Jesus didn't use that kind of a conversation and approach to her. Jesus used a conversation that's turned from water, from a well to a water that comes from God. Jesus was offering her greater things than she had already. And I know what you are, but I know what you need. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, I think... And, and, and this is really what my thought was when God spoke to me. That we need to lift up our eyes and look and see what we have. Amen. A responsibility to, to, to reach them. And we can, we, can be as, we can be as straightforward as we can be. And, and, and many times it will not. Jesus never, he never really told her. Anything that would try to condemn her in the sense until she, she told him, she notified him that I'm, I don't have a husband. And he said, I, it's, it's your Sunday school lesson, you, 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 you're a very truthful person. Tell the truth there, but you really need something that I have to give you. Hallelujah. I say he used his wisdom in talking to her. Amen. And he spoke from... Uh, verses 21 of the fourth chapter. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe us me, the hour is coming when you shall neither at this mountain. Well, uh, then she was, she was speaking to him. I perceive that you are a Messiah. I perceive that you are a, a prophet, she said, first of all. And she was telling him the way we worship and the way you folks worship. And Jesus said, the hour is coming now is. True worshiper is going to worship the Lord in the spirit and truth. Amen. You worship, you know not what, really. We know. We know the truth. We know what we're worshiping. Amen. Praise God. God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in the spirit and in truth. 
Hallelujah. And you know what Jesus was asking when he told her to go call her husband. He was asking her to go back and tell what he had been talking to her about. I'm going to tell you, I believe, I believe what I'm fixing to say in a few minutes. I believe that this world is hungry for something real. They're hungry for something that really changes their lives. And we don't need to see them the way they are, as the Sunday school lesson brought out. We need to see them the way Jesus looked at them. Hallelujah. 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 Because I believe that the world, amen, the way it's looking and the way you can, you can walk down the streets and talk to people if you just meet them and start talking to them about the way things are going in this world, especially in America, a lot of things. And, and the conversation gets on it. You know, I believe it's, it's about to wind up. It's about to close to the end of time. And even the sinners will recognize the fact that I have never seen it like this before. I believe it's time for the Lord to come, even if they're really not even in church or whatever. Amen. They're, they're recognizing, and I believe, I, I hope that we are recognizing the times that we live in and where we are, amen, in the revelations, amen, and where we are as a church. We've got to do something. Amen. The disciples were there dumbfounded when they came back with the food and was asking Jesus, what do you eat? And he said, I've got, I've got meat to eat that you know not of. And was, somebody gave him some food to eat. Amen. They, they hadn't got off their, they hadn't got off, they didn't understand anything was going on. Amen. And Jesus and then he spoke to them. Amen. Hallelujah. This is the 12 at the well. And we can say it that way. That, amen. Amen. I'll begin reading it. Verse 31. In the meanwhile, the disciples prayed to him, saying, Master, eat. I just, amen. And he said, I have meat to meat that you know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, hast the man, any man brought him aught, and Jesus said unto them, My meats to do him that sent me, do the will of him that sent me, and finish his work. Amen. And say not ye, they are yet four months, and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they're white already to harvest. Amen. That was what the Lord spoke to me when he told me what, what to preach today. Amen. Lift up your eyes. And sometimes I think that we all miss the story that, that what Jesus was going to Samaria for. I know he was going there for the woman. I do believe that. I believe he was going there for a sidecar to recognize and wake up that they even though there were drunks and rebel rousers and liars and, 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 and immorality was rampant there, that was, that was a good time to, for the city to come out to hear him. 
But I also believe that one of the main points that Jesus went by Sychar, amen, and sit on that well for was for the disciples. Brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to preach to the world and talk about how bad the world is today. I'm, I'm wanting to preach about those 12 disciples getting their eyes open. If there was all 12, I'm not so sure that he had always 12 disciples at that moment. But, but to open up their eyes to recognize the world needs somebody to see them as they really are. And that's what I want to share with you folks today. Lift up your eyes and look. There is a world that's white and ready for harvest. There's a world out there that needs to hear the gospel message. And we as disciples don't need to ponder about well, does he know what she is? Or why is the Lord even talking to somebody like that? With pondering minds, they were wondering, was Jesus all right? While well, Jesus was trying to wake them up to the fact that the world needs a message. I've came to one of the most degradating places. They, they can't even go by their own name or their city because it is so corruptible. Sychar. Sychar. Oh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a name that you would just, it was a name that you didn't want to hardly speak because it described them in such a way. Amen. Just a bunch of, just a bunch of hippies. Excuse me, it's not in my notes. But uh, it's just a bunch of folks that we don't even need to talk to. I hate that we come here. Uh, the disciples were, you know, look, we've, I, let's just get out of here. You know, kind of an attitude that they had. And here come the city out to hear what Jesus said when the woman ran to the city and said, Come see a man that's told me all that I did. He has unfolded my life to me. He's told me about all the things that I knew about, but he did not. I don't know how. Amen. Come out and see him because he's told me all these things. Is, is this not the Christ? This is Messiah. And they came and listened. And to the surprise, I suppose, of the disciples, they asked Jesus to stay there and talk to them some more. Doesn't really tell what he did, what he said, or whatever, but he spent two more days there ministering to them. And not a word has been spoken in the Bible about it, but I'm going to tell you something. When, when Philip went down to Samaria to preach after the day of Pentecost, I think some of those folks that heard Jesus that day recognized, amen, when he started preaching Jesus unto them, they knew that he had already been there. He already talked to them. Oh, God, help us. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's the disciples. You know, I, I say this. I, I, I believe that Jesus had three purposes in mind, three points that he wanted to 
emphasize, amen, and, and, and to, to do. And first of all, amen, he wanted to make sure that he got there, amen, to uh, see this woman and give the city a message, an opportunity for salvation. We need to feel that same way. We need to feel that it's our duty. Amen. I, I, I know that I know that some of us may feel like some of the apostles, amen, that uh, just ponders why do we want to reach these kind of people? Amen. But I want to say again, I believe that Jesus wanted to touch them. I would have made more to minister to them. That was a great success. But the moral of the story and the message of the story was to let those disciples lift up their eyes and see the world was waiting upon a messenger. The world was waiting upon a messenger. How can they hear without a preacher? God help us, amen, to be able to you know, unburden our hearts and let people feel what we have. We've got a message that the world needs. We've got a message for all of those folks downtown or whatever, wherever they are, that they really need what we have. And we, we just can't walk by them or try to, amen, walk on the other side of the street afraid we'd be polluted. We've got to somehow come face to face with some of them and let them know that we've got hope for them, amen. We've got a message for them, and we've got deliverance for them. Lift up your eyes. I said a few weeks ago, amen, at one time at the... Uh, the uh, carnival downtown or the parade that we have, you know, the peanut festival, that I, uh, I had, I think it was 2,000 tracks made up to pass out. And I was looking for people that smiled at me. I was looking for people that looked pretty good. And I passed up a lot of people that I thought, by their looks, they're not interested in what I have to offer them. Because I give some to some and they throw them down. So I marked the... If you look like that, you you know. But everybody needs to hear the message. And we never know the worst of the worst could be the one that brought the city. Amen. Out to hear us. Lift up your eyes and look. Jesus said, Amen. In Luke chapter 10 and verse number 2, the harvest truly is plenteous. But the laborers are few. The greatest weakness, the greatest, greatest weakness is a church in the church is that we can't see the harvest. Can I repeat that? The greatest weakness in the church is the people that can't see the harvest. And we think that they don't need it or they don't deserve it or they don't look like that they would be interested in it. But Jesus has never turned anybody down regarding their situation, their circumstances. 
He was spit on. He was mocked. He was slapped. He was ridiculed. Standing there with a crown of thorns on his head and the blood streaming down. And I suppose after his black back was beaten so much that it was pouring off of his back blood. Amen was there and and all of that never, never, never changed his heart and his mind at all from what he came to do. And I heard someone preaching a few days ago that that uh as Jesus was hanging on the cross and there was two thieves railing upon him. And uh, they were saying, if you're, you're, you save us and come down from the cross, save us. Uh, you're, you're, if you're who you say you are, then show your power and save us. And they heard him saying, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. And one of them was so startled with what the words of Jesus he said, but he changed his tune and said, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus saved from the cross because he had a burden for anybody and everybody. Hallelujah. The harvest truly is plenteous. We've got thousands of people in our city. And I don't know where they would want the message or not. I used to knock on doors a whole lot, but I don't knock on them very often anymore. It's not because I was turned down. I've been run off porches and amen, told me that they didn't want to hear what I had to say and, and made mockery of it or whatever. And I, I, I wasn't phased by that. Because I knew I had what I had. I knew I had a message. But uh, we, need to, we need to at least knock on doors and let them know. Well, we haven't got very many people that way. Yes, we have some, but we haven't gotten very many people that way. But we have spread the message that way. Every one of us, every saint of God needs to start thinking now, what can I do? What, what can, we, I, I know that the wheel, fields are white, but what can I do? What, what way can I be able to minister to people? Amen. Probably the best way you can do it in, in the last week or two, and maybe, maybe next week, would be walk up and say, uh, boy, it's mighty hot. I sure don't want to go to hell. How about you? I don't know. But anyway, something you could say to start the conversation, and you could bring it to the living water. Hello. I'm going to read a passage of Scripture, and I'm going to conclude with that. Amen. It's found in the sixth chapter of Isaiah. Isaiah was a court prophet. He was, uh, they believe he was a part of the, the, uh, the, the uh, what you would call the government uh, that, there that was ran by the Israelites, you know, and, and, and Isaiah was, he, he, he was always around the temple worshiping and so forth. And 
Sixth chapter of Isaiah, amen, says it like this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above him stood the seraphims, and each one had six wings, and twain with they covered their faces, with twain they covered their feet, and with twain they did fly. And one cried unto another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house, amen, was filled with smoke. And then said I, woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of glory. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, and having a live coal in his hands, and he which taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquities is taken away, and thy sins has been purged. Also I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send? And who will go for us? And said I, Here am I. Send me. When we hear the voice, when we see the need, when we recognize that God needs some, he needs some witnesses, he needs some ministers. It's already been said, amen, this, this morning, amen, Brother Kirkland, he said that we're all preachers, we're all ministers, amen. We have, we have the message, we just need people. Amen, to spread this message. I'm making a plea today. It's going to be not this week, but next week we're going to have a prayer revival. I want us to go into that prayer revival with a prayer that, God, I want you to use me in some way. We don't only just pray for people, but, God, I want you to use me in some way, amen, to lift my eyes up and see the needs that this city has and we or involved in reaching this city. Here am I. Send me. I, I pray that somebody hears the voice today. This I want to volunteer myself. I want to give myself. As Jesus told us to lift up our eyes and see the needs of our hour. Oh, you don't have to go far to find a sinner. Amen. Every man that walked out of Sychar coming out to hear Jesus was a drunk or a liar or, or something. He was involved in some immorality that he just, all his, the old city was, was condemned such a way that it was just a byword to people that came by. Dothan. Dothan needs the voice of the Lord to speak to us. Shall we stand? If you want to come and pray, you want to come up here today and say, I'm going to volunteer myself. I'm going to, I'm going to be one of those that Jesus was talking to that day. And I do believe, I honestly do believe that Jesus, his main focus is going through Sychar, even Samaria, that he could let the disciples Recognize the fact 
that he was come to seek and to save that which was lost. And don't walk in here and wonder why I'm talking to this woman. You need to raise your eyes up and see what is needed in this hour. Yes, yes. Jesus' message was to the disciples. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, the way that you handled, God, this situation. And I believe the point that you wanted to get across was for those disciples to don't forget those that you make see out as our, our outcast, but see them as people with needs. I've given you an example. I've given you an example of what could happen if you touch the right person in this town. Amen. That's what he was saying. Lord Jesus, help us. I know, God, that you're calling even today for people to volunteer for your service. Be an Isaiah, Mavis. We don't know. Oh, well, God. Be a disciple. Amen. I'm, I'm so glad that you witnessed that woman alone because Peter would have been trying to charge in there and want to know why are you talking to her. They said it, but they they didn't say it, but they they thought it. But oh God, today, today, today it's our turn. Amen. To be obedient to what we know is the message that can save the world. Jesus' name. Disciple on disciples. I want to be a servant. Glory. I can get the message that you're bringing to us. Get the message. Need a vision. Lift up your eyes.